Chapter 5 Reality at Dawn Spiritual Training Our present moral and religious degradation is due mostly to our environment and to our wrong training proper molding of mind is altogether neglected in all phases of education and training every possible effort is made to provide for worldly training of the right type in order to enable man to secure a decent and comfortable living but the proper training required for the realization of self is totally neglected least significance if at all is given is attached to most vital problem of life reciting daily a few verses in the praise of a god or goddess or observing a certain mechanical formalities by way of worship is all that the masses are taught to they do it for their whole life but probably without any gain whatsoever internal calmness still remains wanting in them activities of mind such as desires temptations and emotional outbursts remain as they were before ever before the main purpose of training is that a man should begin to imbibe within him as much of godly attributes as possible if this is not achieved the system of training is defective and consequently of no avail proper making of a man must be the natural result of the right type of training proper making comprises of the right molding of mind which with due moderation in in the exercise of all our senses and faculties thus the right type of training under the guidance of a capable master is by far the most important factor in our proper making without which higher attainment in spirituality are never possible most of the people have in some way or the other a natural inclination towards god yet those who succeed in realizing god are very rare the cause is defective guidance from wrong training which leads a man away from the real path with the result that he is lost forever now for a man of ordinary capacity it is a pretty hard task to judge whether this training is rightly directed or not a man tamely and unquestioningly follows the instructions of one whom he has accepted as a guru and practices as he is required by him to do it is very difficult for him to ascertain whether he is being guided along the right path or not this is the great problem before the people who are themselves quite ignorant in matters concerning realization you will find numerous teachers of religion who will tell you not to eat garlic onion or carrot or and insist upon you to adopt sadhanas and practices which have no real significance or a hundred others such trifling which will never lead you even a step further to nearer to reality this is no training such teachers are really deceiving themselves as well as those whom they teach you must be sure that unless internal peace or calmness in mind calmness of mind simplicity and lightness follow as the natural result of your practices you are proceeding on the wrong lines and that your training is defective methods of spiritual training commonly adopted by most of the teachers today are based on hard and fast rules which often do not correspond with our worldly life hence in most cases they prove impracticable for those leading a worldly life generally teachers introduce induce people to practice restraint by adopting a particular form of living disconnected with the world worldly concerns and to practice devotion for hours together 
Evidently, such a type of training is not meant for people in general who cannot dissociate themselves from the worldly ties or devote so much time to their devotions or exercises. It is for this reason that their preachings do not produce the desired effect. In spite of their best efforts, they fail to mold them accordingly. The fact is that they are more theoretical than practical. Is it ever possible for the masses to renounce the world for the sake of liberation? Certainly not. What good then do the common people derive from their teachings? Some of them are even bold enough to proclaim their mistaken notion that higher attainments in spirituality are not possible in Brihastha Ashram or household life. It really means that they have nothing to impart to the common people except telling them a certain superficial things such as frequent bath and ganges, feeding the fishes with our floor, with floor pills or reading the scriptures over and over again. The real problem before us is not to provide means for the spiritual training of the chosen few who have renounced the world but for of people in general whose duties in the world besides devotional are manifold and which they cannot safely ignore. They in fact fail in their duty if they neglect any of them. To them it is essential that their spiritual as well as worldly life must go side by side equally resplendent and for this we have to discover the right means. Proper spiritual training fitting closely with the present worldly life is therefore the only thing required for the spiritual growth of common people and which has so far been unfortunately neglected. For such a type of training, we stand in need of help from outside in most cases. This help comes from the Guru or Master who is the only person able to shape our destiny. When this help comes, the spiritual life is awakened and the higher powers of the soul are roused to help our growth. Such impulse is to be sought for only from one of our own fellow beings of the highest caliber who may be within our approach ready to solve our difficulties at any time. The practice of seeking inspiration or guidance from gods and demigods or from some departed soul, treating it as guru or master is in most cases very dangerous. Similarly, Similar is the case with those who also who seek guidance from the inner voice as they call it. I have come across people who lay great stress upon their inner voice which they think to be the real guide in all controversial matters arising in the mind. We have concrete examples of people relying on their so-called inner voice who are found to have been misled in the spiritual field. Really what they think to be their inner voice or impulse from the departed soul is only the play of their indisciplined mind. This undesirable practice, if followed for some time, makes the mind so much unduly powerful and overactive that it begins to question and answer by itself. This the, power, the people often misunderstand as a stage of yogic attainment where one acquires the power of intercommune with the departed souls. They are really far away from it. The inner voice or the voice of the real self is no doubt never misleading, but how many there are who are advanced enough to catch it. To most of those who profess to follow the inner voice, it is quite inaudible. They are merely befooled by the wonder-working tendencies of mind which can create anything and everything by itself. It can even present a fearful ghost to the view or make them hear strange voices in trees and stones. This is all due to activities of mind in its indisciplined and polluted state. Unless 
the coverings of mal vikshep and avaran are removed and the mind is brought to a state of perfect poise and moderation inspiration or guidance from the inner voice is meaningless most of those who pose to follow the inner voice or seek guidance from a departed soul are really following the dictates of their own unregulated indisciplined mind it is mere hallucination if we develop this habitious habit we are lost forever it leads us to the constant mental worry and harassment i know of a gentleman prominent among the so called bhaktas who professed that he had secured a direct connection with the soul of tulsidas the author of ramayana whom he had taken as his guru he went on for some time feeling exultant over his supposed achievement later on a discord arose between him and his celestial guru which soon developed into a bitter quarrel on account of which as he used to say he was constantly belabored and harassed mentally with the result that his mental equilibrium was lost shattered and he felt extremely miserable it was after 2 years of hard labor with him that he was cured of this evil then he was able to understand that it was all an illusion or self deception and what he understood to be the inspiration from the soul of tulsidas was really the magic play of his own indisciplined mind since he has been relieved of that miserable state he now feels peace and tranquility restored to him the inner voice is in fact the voice of the mind in perfectly pure state unless the mind is cleared of all pollutions and defilements and is brought to a state of perfect peace and moderation it can never reflect the inner voice in fact for one whose mind is perfectly pure it is his inner voice alone that always speaks the impulse from the highly developed liberated souls continues to flow to him continuously the practice is thus evidently very dangerous and in most cases leads to disastrous results the realization of god which has so far been considered to be extremely difficult requiring hard labor and persistent effort for many lives is not really so god is simple and can be achieved equally by simple means the hard and fast rules of life and tiring practices prescribed by teachers of realization have really made the matter so complicated that the people are led to believe it to be beyond their power and capacity i may assure you very sincerely that realization is not at all difficult thing only if you are earnestly diversely earnestly divert your attention to it iron will to achieve the goal together with proper means and guidance is the only thing required for the complete success spiritual training starts with the inner cleaning or the purification of chakras which is the most essential factor in the spiritual advancement thus the right type of training in spirituality begins with inner cleaning which if neglected will lead to abuse of power acquired through yogic means hatha yoga lays down mostly physical practices to effect the cleaning to some of which are too hard and tedious for all and sundry while other system of sahajmar it is accomplished easily by mental practices aided by the power of transmitted power transmitted by the teacher some of the teachers of the religion often insist upon people to devote as many as 8 hours a day to practice certain mechanical exercises in order to keep their mind occupied in divine thought i strongly strongly condemn the type of training which enforces practices that tax the brain overburden the mind the natural result of such training is that mind finds no scope of expansion and consequently the power of realization grows dull it is just like thrashing a boy in order to induce him to concentrate 
students labor with long and tedious physical practices as commonly recommended by teachers in order to effect the molding of mind or cleaning of chakras is consequently not of much avail for this purpose we utilize the thought power in a proper way under the guidance of a powerful master who is capable of removing complexities and entanglements that hence that hinder our progress and who transmit into us the force necessary for the upkeep of spiritual life the simple the simplified course of spiritual training has been rendered the highest spiritual flight possible for everyone whether a man woman young or old grihastha or virakta the preliminary step in right type of training is that aspirants aspirants tendencies of mind be directed towards god for this the learned teachers of religion mostly prescribe physical practices of body and mind picked up from the religious books people often find it a hard task to follow them and thus they are remain lingering on indefinitely in the beginning and with no further progress a capable teacher should do this by the effort of exercising the power of transmission in order to create permanent and deep rooted effect when our mind is directed towards god we naturally begin to feel ourselves in touch with the supreme power all uh, in all actions and working when this state of mind is permanently established every act we do will then seem to be a part of devotion or divine offering and we shall thereby be in constant remembrance of god all the while inner vibrations in the heart soon begin to be felt by the aspirant this is the beginning of spiritual state known as shabda ajapa or ajapa it develops automatically as we proceed along the right path under the proper guidance certain people who practice japa outwardly for the long time sometimes find that even during sleep they go on with japa as usual this they misunderstand as ajapa or shabda it is not really so by constant practice their heart and tongue have become habituated to it and the action of continues even when they are sleep in sleep or otherwise unconscious it however stops if they give up the practice for some time this is only by the force of the habit and is not the actual state of ajapa the condition of ajapa rightly believed to be a high spiritual achievement acquired after years of hard labor is only a matter of weeks rather days through the right training by the process of transmission the vibrations thus created remain for some time located in the heart after which they gradually develop over to other chakras and finally to every particle of the body it is known as anhad it the mean the method to be pursued as recommended in our mission is meditation under the efficient guidance which is by far the most useful and probably the only means of securing complete success generally people complain of numerous ideas creeping into mind at the time of meditation they think that they have failed in their practice unless they bring their mind to a standstill but it is not so we are not practicing concentration but only meditation we must go on with meditation unmindful of foreign ideas what happens to come to our mind at that time the flow of ideas is due to the activities of our conscious mind which is never at rest we are still busy in meditation with our subconscious mind while our conscious mind is roaming about and forming numerous ideas thus we are not the loser in any way in due course after sufficient practice the conscious mind too gets molded and begins to act in harmoniously with the subconscious mind the result is achieved is deep rooted and lasting and finally the calmness the characteristics of the soul becomes predominant in certain cases i have observed the teachers exercising their will power to stop normal functioning of the mind during sitting creating a complete state of senselessness or suspension of brain the condition no doubt is most attractive to the beginner who is ignorant of the reality 
and he feels greatly impressed by the extraordinary display of the power in my opinion it is only a feat of jugglery practiced by those who are eager to attract the large numbers of disciples in order to establish their greatness as a guru i would call it the greatest misuse of power on the part of spiritual teacher who has perhaps no other underlying motive than self dominance it is wrong practice and greatly harmful to the spiritual advancement of the spiritual aspirant ideas and thus suppressed and suspended soon begin to react with greater force spoiling the entire system because besides these practices creates heaviness and dullness of mind one who is subject to such a practice for a long time loses a sense of discrimination and his power of realization gets blunt in course of time he gets completely spoiled and becomes quite unfit for the real spiritual training if a man does not grow lighter day by day he must conclude that he is receiving the wrong type of spiritual training constant growth of lightness of mind and spirit is the surest test of spiritual progress thus the real spiritual training is that which makes our mind disciplined and regulated restores motivation in senses and faculties and creates lightness of spirit then alone internal peace and calmness is ensured and higher approach is possible for this medium of worthy master of high caliber having power of transmission at his command is absolutely essential to him and the aspirant must surrender with full faith and confidence some people think that initiation alone is enough to solve the problem of life if they are able to somehow or other secure initiation with a guru they are they do not stand in need of any further effort or practice they think that a push by guru will in the in the end extricate them from the entanglements of samskaras and mayas and lead them to on to liberation the notion though literally true may not be very encouraging unless you completely surrender to him and master is too is of specially high caliber the thought of the betterment and the progress of the disciple is no doubt the uppermost in the heart of the master for which he exerts himself as far as possible but that does not mean that we may remain idle during doing nothing ourselves and leave our share of work up to upon him we must as our duty try our utmost to save him from unnecessary exertion on our account in as much as for we can do ourselves with advancement and should in no case neglect our part of duty most of the teachers in the of the religion have adopted artificial methods for developing certain spiritual conditions in an aspirant but it is a very defective process for example in order to practice jnana and create within an aspirant the state of aham brahmasmi they advise him to meditate outwardly thinking the same thing all the while repeating the same words every moment this is a mechanical process and leads to internal process the real state of aham brahmasmi is never achieved never created by such artificial means the repetition of the words over and over again helps him to form a habit of tongue and the same words slip out of out every moment it is absurd to conclude that thereby he has become a gyani in the real sense they may repeat the words 100 times and force their thoughts every moment to imagine everything as brahma but still they may be far away from it as ever the practice creates the artificial atmosphere around him which develops him which which develop which helps him to imagine the same thing outwardly the condition disappears if he gives up the habit of repeating the words again and again it is therefore quite evident that the state of aham brahmasmi thus supposed to be created is not really genuine but only a false or imaginary besides even the real state of aham brahmasmi 
which commonly supposed to be a very high attainment is not really so at this stage a man though relieved to some extent of entanglements of maya is not actually beyond its final limits consciousness of self is still exists at this stage and which is nothing but grossness though in very subtle form though who preach it from the platform as highest form of gyana beyond which little remains to be achieved are grossly mistaken it is not our destination but we only pass by it to embark upon the next stage those who stick to it thinking it to be reality or the final goal are committing a serious blunder we have finally to arrive at a point where everything ends including the this idea of aham or i such is the state of complete negation which we have finally to attain and where the cry of aham or i will be quite out of tune the state of aham brahmasmi is originally caused by consciousness or chaitanyata which automatically develops within us as we march along the path of under proper guidance it produces vibrations within the, the, the it produces vibrations within with the result the mind gets begin to echo the same vibrations this mind this state of mind appears at every stage of spiritual pro- progress in their forms i am brahma all is brahma all is from brahma the entire state in all its three aspects is in the unity in diversity in different forms it appears in a crude form in the pindadesh brahmanda mandal and it becomes finer and more subtle while in parabrahma mandal it becomes extremely subtle all these conditions end with the first 16 circles as shown by the diagram in chapter 2 the right course of training for an aspirant of spirituality therefore is to proceed along the path of realization under the guidance of a true and worthy master in most natural way with due regard to inner cleanliness and purification of chakras and complete moderation in exercise of all senses and other faculties